0: Welcome to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. If you're joining us today, you're more than likely looking for a 15 to 20 minute leadership fix in order to grow yourself as a future leader. If you're new with us, our goal is to reproduce well-rounded leaders so that we can make an impact on the next generation of leaders. Each month, we're going to be inviting a new leader on the show, and today we have a special leader uh, here with us today who has a different story and sharing personal stories, sharing leadership insights. Today, we have Jason Fulham here with us today. Jason, why don't you say what's up to the crowd out there? What is
1: up, everyone? It's good to be here.
0: Hey, so Jason, he serves as an 11th grade small group leader. Uh, how you doing today, Jason? I am doing awesome. It's a great day. Um, I wish the weather was warmer, but we're good. We're yeah, good. It is currently, it's almost April, yes. and it is snowing this morning. Yes. So It's spring. This is the new spring. This is the new spring the new in spring. Michigan, yeah. So we're excited, Jason. Um, today, uh, for our audience, we're going to take probably 15 minutes, and we're going to talk about the topic of discovering your gifts. So last session, we talked about this idea of the law of the lid, so your leadership capacity, right? Some of our audience might be thinking out there, I my capacity is really low because I don't necessarily know what my gifts are. So today we're gonna kind of talk about discovering what those gifts are. So, well, I'm gonna stop talking. Jason, why don't you just kind of give an update like on your life, like yes. growing up, maybe how you came to Christ, how you became a pastor, uh, and what you currently do now. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, I grew up in Detroit all my life,
1: um, and just uh, in the city of Detroit, eight mile in Wyoming area, and um, began college and began pursuing a degree in science actually. And, um, I had this experience in my life where, uh, in the middle of a college day, I went bowling because that's just what you do in the middle of a college day, I guess, if you're Jason and, um, met a young man who introduced me to Christ. He, um, shared his faith with me in a way that honestly, I'd never heard it shared like that before and invited me to come to a Bible study. And I began, uh, going to that Bible study that was in Chesterfield, Michigan. And, um, God just got a hold of me. A cold October night when I got home, I I knelt down on my knees and prayed and accepted Jesus into my heart. Um, and began a walk with him. I I was uh, discipled, uh, uh, taken through uh, the Bible um, by this young man named Eric and uh, became uh, lifelong friends with him. And it was just an amazing time uh, of watching God grow in my life and um, began pursuing ministry. You know, talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, God just got a hold of me and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So in my life now, I'm a dad, uh, husband, I bowl, I like comic books. I feel like I'm, you know,
0: is that good? doctor like that? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, That works. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So so even in becoming a pastor, so you went from literally having, you know, no relationship with God, Correct. pursuing science Correct. in college, to then just following him. How did that jump from being a you know, a person in college pursuing science now to being a pastor? Like what was that jump like? Was it you know, it wasn't as far a jump as I thought.
1: Honestly, I, I, in pursuing medicine, I wanted to help people, and as I'm in ministry, I realized I'm in am able to help people because obviously through the power of God. But it wasn't as big a jump. Um, it was scary though because you know initially I was like, I have to speak in front of people, I have to do a podcast like this one. And it kind of it scared me, <laughs>
0: right? Because
1: uh, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not trained for this, and uh, man, uh, I think I've heard the statement many times. You know, God. Uh, uh, qualifies the call I believe it is I may be messing that yeah. up But he qualifies yeah. the call Or he calls the qualified I guess so I think I'm messing that up
0: but. Yeah no I think the the quote That people say all the time Is uh, like I'm not qualified I'm not equipped yes. Right and, and we think that In order to be called We have to be equipped But yeah. it's more so Like God Equips the calling. There it is. The yeah, I know. Smart. I know what you're talking about. Well, you know, so.
1: and to add to that, it's been fascinating to me that um, all, all as I look back now, even my time pursuing a medical degree and now in ministry, um, God was preparing me during that whole time to be able mm-hmm. to engage with people, to talk to people, and be able to to preach His Word. And so that 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 was huge. I didn't see it at the time, but as time has gone
0: on, I look back. I'm like, God was there all the time, equipping me. So then, walk me through when you first started ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you don't know out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Jason was a pastor at a church for eleven, 11 years? years. Eleven yes. years. Yeah. So he's a pastor at a church for eleven years, um, and now currently he works with YFC Youth for Christ East Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what was that like when you first jumped into ministry? I know a lot of our audience isn't a pastor out there, but I would argue to say that they operate oh, yes. in very pastoral you know, oh, capacities. Yes. Oh yeah. W- what was that like? What did when you What did you learn really quickly as you
1: started? Um, I learned really quickly to rely on God. Like, number one, uh, I, you know, despite my gifts and, and doing youth ministry, students are very perceptive um, when you're trying to wing it. So, you know, preparation was the key. <laughs> you, you know that. They, so they're, they're very That's perceptive. So they'll they'll yeah. call you out in a minute. And so I think when I first came into ministry, it was, I, I was, at first I was just like relying on myself. And um, there's an old comedian named Carrot Top who used to have this uh, bin of things he'd pull out because I thought, uh, I had to be like that in preaching for 35 or 40 minutes. I never thought I could do that. I so will be up there five minutes and that's it. Um, so I had, I remember my first sermon, I had this chest with stuff and I, I took stuff out and was talking about how God can use these things. Now it's the corniest thing I've ever thought of. But um, <laughs> I remember just not being confident in myself. And I think God has increased that confidence
0: the more I've been reliant on him. Oh, that's so good. I think a lot of leaders out there can relate yes. to, like I jump into ministry, I jump into serving, I say yes to serving and it becomes like this oh man i got to kind of figure this thing out and i don't i don't feel confident i know me even as a pastor there's still things that i'm not confident in that i know god's like helping me through those things. And Peyton, haven't you found that God has, you know, in some
1: way surrounded you with people in those areas oh, that you're not sure. confident in, that he's surrounded? I mean, you're, you're that type of person for me. I'll say that. Like, you you have a, a degree with administration that I never had as a
0: youth pastor. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. We were actually just talking about yes. that before the podcast. But it's, you know, that's part of the reason we do this podcast is, is so that we can bring people in. And we can share, you know, where we're strong and and things like that, and yes. uh, help each other where we're weak. And so, you know, one of the things too, like I'll, I'll say this: we'll talk about this idea of gifts um, in the next, you know, five ten minutes um, of the podcast here. But you had to learn. Okay, there's areas that I'm weak, and there's areas that I'm strong. Right. I can grow in those areas that I'm weak, but what are my strengths? For you, I know you're like your charisma and your um encouragement is like one of your biggest strengths. Can you, like walk us through a time where like you really had to be the light, you know, in the room you had to be the encourager and how it kind of elevated you as in your ministry? Do you yeah. have a time like that?
1: You know, I think, it, it, especially in recent years as I've worked with Youth for Christ, I've enjoyed um, allowing God to use that gift in me to be encourager, an encourager mm-hmm. of other pastors and other people in ministry. Uh, having been on the front lines and now with Youth for Christ, being able to come alongside them and, and give them constructive criticism, but giving them that encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, many people have often thought, you know, the time after a morning service or a youth service is the most encouraging time for a pastor. But to be honest, it's not. That's so true. Um, in leadership, you begin to replay all the things you could have said or would have said, or maybe I should have done it this way, or maybe I should have handled that situation this way. And when we're relying on ourselves. Um, that obviously comes up, but then when, the more you become reliant on God, I think the more we release that, and so I really desire for God to use my ability to encourage, to come alongside people, because you can look yeah. at their faces, and it's like, oh man, I really bombed this, or I should have said that, and and I think in leadership, and having that gift of encouragement, it's so key, and whatever God has gifted you, but being able to use it, but not to become so reliant on it, you forget about the other gifts. And I think that's, you know, we'll get into that in future podcasts, but that's a key too.
0: Yeah, being well-rounded is super important. And I guess kind of the theme of this podcast, obviously, is discovering your gifts today. Um, But we are, I mean, even in a sense talking about encouragement, you know, one of the things you just said that was really good was oftentimes you end a, you know, a Wednesday night where you're serving with kids or students Um, Or young adults, or maybe you end a Sunday morning and you're crazy, you know, serving with kids Mm -hmm. and you're exhausted. Sometimes it's so easy to feel defeated that, you know, am I even making an impact? Is my worth, you know, a a part of this team? Um, You know, finding those people around you to be able to celebrate those wins together. How important in ministry is it um, to celebrate wins? And what, what I mean by wins is this. Like, how important is it to celebrate the good things that happen, to find the good and sometimes the chaos Mm -hmm, and the the mm -hmm. ugly? And how important is that to you and your ministry? And and what would you say for other people too?
1: You know, obviously in Youth for Christ, um, we're going into schools and bringing – um, bringing Jesus to our schools and so you don't get to see the fruit of that often. You mm. don't get to see the winds often, but when you, I think it's just being open to it and saying, you know what, we're just planting a seed. And I heard I heard a pastor say this one time, we're planting a seed and maybe it's somebody else's job to come and water
0: it. Mm. So
1: that's our job just to plant a seed and 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 allow somebody else to come and water it or God to water it himself, whichever. Yeah. And so I think just being aware of the fact that um, you know, the wins are there. And being yeah. able to look at a situation, whether it's a sermon or whether it's uh, uh, leaning into your gifts and saying, you know what? I don't necessarily see the win right now, but I think I'm going to see it down the road and praying about it. That's so you know, good. But it's so important to celebrate wins because I think uh, we can get so bogged down and dragged down with the, that you know okay I, I monday started i'm preparing for a message or i'm preparing to lead that we forget you know what let's celebrate those wins from sunday or celebrate those wins from wednesday night and and that's something i'm really passionate about that we don't let that moment go yeah. and not celebrate the wins even if it's you know what uh, we had a student who wow actually really had a lot of questions in their circle time in their small group time yeah that's a win right. it, may, it may not come god willing it'll come
0: again yeah <laughs> but that's a win and we got to celebrate that that's so good i i It's so important that, like, we recognize as leaders, you know, as we step into this calling, as we step into ministry, whether it's, you know, full-time ministry or volunteering, you know, volunteering our time, it's so important to remember that, like, hey— Serving has its ups and downs just like life does, you know? Right. So, right. in our personal lives, we have this stuff that is always going to be there, whether it's good or bad, like we're going to walk through those things. Ministry and serving is very much the same, yeah. you know? And so, we have to remember those wins always after. Yeah. Man, yeah. that is so good. That's such good stuff, man. If you want to hear more stuff, or side note, even if you want to be on this podcast, we'd love for you to email us at nextgen at nextgen@rockchurchnow.com or reach out to us, you know, via phone, text, whatever. Pigeon carrier, yeah. P- and, <laughs> smoke signals, uh, what smoke you signals. You? <laughs> we want to hear your your voice and in your gifting too on this podcast. And um, so as we kind of close out today, um, how how I would ask this, like, let's go from. What is the calling, discovering the calling, mm-hmm. discovering the gifts? How do you start operating in that? Like for you, when you started discovering like, hey, I'm an encourager, what are some like practical things that you started to do um, as a leader, as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, like, what are some things that you practically started to do in, in order to operate? In You know, gifts? I think as you just, dis- this is such a great question. As you discover your gifts,
1: I think the temptation is to lean into how you think your gift should play out. In other words, as an encourager, I would lean into encouraging people the way I want to. Mm-hmm. But what you realize is you can encourage people in different ways. Um, You can teach people in different ways. You can lead people in different ways. And so I think, uh, relationally, getting in touch with where people are at, especially you know whether you're leading a small group or you're um, leading a team or you're looking at leadership, mm-hmm. um, leaning into what your gifts are, but also realizing that there's not just one way to express that gift to other people. Some people are encouraged by words, you know, you, the book, the five love languages, we talk about that, right? Some yeah. people are encouraged by acts, some whatever it is, um, meeting people where they're at, and I think the more we do that, the more we lean into what our gifts are, we discover different ways of expressing. Those gifts to people—that's
0: so good. I think I think this requires a level of like reflection and prayer and like figuring out, God, what am I good at? You know, I know for me personally, I struggled for a long time. Like, what God? What are the things that I'm good at? Mm-hmm. And I can look at other people on our team and say, man, I just recognize this gift, this calling—that's yes. so evident. But for others of us, it might—I might feel like, well, I'm kind of good at some things, but I wouldn't say I'm gifted in blank. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes, you know. Praying and reflecting on it as well as like going for it, you know, and just saying, God, I'm going to step in. I'm going to be willing and no matter what and go for it. You you have have to take a stand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts, uh, Jason, on, on this idea of discovering your gifts and your calling?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the, the another place our minds could go is that, well, you know, I'm not as gifted as so-and-so in this. And I think mm. we have to be very cautious with that because God has gifted all of us. And it's it's diving in, and you said a word earlier, reflecting yeah. on where he's gifted us. And that's really why we want this podcast to be spread out so that you begin to find your gifts and God maximizes your potential. Yeah. And that sounds like a business term, but really you think about it. If you have the potential to be a teacher or an encourager or, or be used in ministry and used to to
0: your utmost, then it's up to us to take it. That's so good. And I think, you know, we'll talk about this probably in future podcasts, but just being faithful in the little. Yeah. Being faithful in the in the little things. One thing that I, you know, used to do all the—I mean, I still hope do it eventually, you know, but— um, is picking up trash off the ground, you know, even not even in the church, but just in the world, even though trash out there is kind of nasty, like going somewhere and just picking up trash, you know, um, going to the leader of an organization and saying, how, how can I serve you? How can I support you? If you're faithful in those little things, God will begin to reveal to you. Kind of those bigger things. So today here's one question that we want you guys to reflect on today in terms of discovering your gifts. So reflect on it, pray on it. And here's the question. What has God specifically gifted me with? What has God specifically gifted me with? Let's pray today as we close out. God, we thank you for today. We thank you that we get to discover our gifts together. And I pray that you would just help our leaders, our team, God, anybody that that decides to listen to this one day, God, I pray that you would help them to uh, go after everything that you've called them to and discover their gifts in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.